I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. Hey, before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to my friend Micah for making all this happen behind the scenes. Micah, thanks for your friendship and thanks for pushing the buttons and making me look as best you can. Um, hey, we're glad you're here today. Um, right, right now, we're in the series that explains the core values of our ministry. A quick recap of those core values are we surrender to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We do our best to observe the teachings of the Bible. We know and love others. We're committed to grow spiritually, and we live intentionally. In the last episode, we talked about surrendering our lives to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. If you missed that, go back and listen to episode two. In this episode, we look at another core value, observing the teachings of the Bible. Just a quick review of the Bible. The Bible's 66 books written by between 30 to 40 different authors, 35 to 40 different authors. The Bible is one big story with God as the subject. Humanity is not the subject of the Bible. God is. The Bible tells a great story of how God loves people and desires to have a relationship with them so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross to rescue humanity from their sin and restore them to a right relationship with him. The Bible sometimes gets takes some knocks that, it's, that we shouldn't trust or that it's not reliable. Um, but did you know that there's more evidence for the Bible than the works of Plato and Aristotle? There's more proof for the Bible's accuracy than Caesar's account of the Gaelic Wars. There are more copies of the New Testament than Homer's Iliad. There are five copies of Aristotle's early works. There's 210 copies of Plato. There are 10 copies of Caesar's account of the Gaelic Wars. There's 150 original copies of the Iliad. Conservatively, there are 25,000 copies of the New Testament. Copies and manuscripts could be pieces or a whole the whole book. So um, there's just more evidence for the Bible. Also, the time gap between when the events happened and the earliest manuscript is significantly smaller for the New Testament than the others. The gap for Aristotle is 1,400 years. For Plato, 1,200-year gap. Caesar's account of the Gaelic Wars, there's a 1,000-year gap between when it happened and the earliest manuscript. Homer's Iliad, 400 years. For the New Testament, there's a 30 to 150-year gap between the manuscript and when the events happened. Based on the number of copies and the time gap, we should trust the accuracy and authenticity of the Bible more than we do. For the followers of Jesus, the Bible matters, and we need to make it a priority. There are many different ways for us to get into the Bible. I borrowed this from Donald Whitley in his book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. We will use Whitney's book to drive our next series. Here's some ways that you and I can get into the Bible. First, read it. It's pretty self-explanatory. You should be reading God's Word consistently on your own. Get a translation you understand. Get a Bible reading plan and stick to it. There are several good plans out there. Personally, I use the F260 plan. This is the fifth or sixth year that I've done that one, and it's awesome. Another way that we can get into God's Word is just from hearing God's Word. It might sound crazy, but read the Bible out loud to yourself. Or get your Bible app 
to read the Bible to you as you drive or as you run. And we should also routinely sit under the proclamation of God's word. We should hear God's word. The third way that we should get into the Bible is by studying the Bible. This goes a little bit deeper than just a skim over or a quick read. Studying the Bible helps us to get the nuances and dig deeper into the Word of God. We need to make time to study the Bible. You can study a book in the Bible, like take Romans and just walk through it really, really slow. You can do a Bible word study where you just focus on one word and look it up in all the different places that it's used in the Bible. One resource that I highly recommend is Rick Warren's Bible study methods. It gives you several, I think there's 11 different ways that you can walk through and study the Bible just to dig deeper into it. Another way that we can get into the Bible is by memorizing it. Man, I'm not good at this one. I can memorize all my favorite country songs, but I struggle memorizing the Word of God. A couple things that can help you. There's some apps out there that will help you memorize the Bible. But the key to memorizing the Bible is to develop a plan and just stick to it. Review each and every day. If you miss a day, don't beat yourself up on it. Review it, review it, review it. Then the last way we can get into God's Word is by meditating on it. This is not sitting in a yoga position and emptying oneself of everything that's going on. Christian meditation is emptying yourself, then filling yourself with God's Word. You focus on the verse or a passage or even a word and just focus on it. Maybe say it over and over in your brain. Maybe even say it over and over out loud. But you just you focus, you concentrate on it and let it sink down into your DNA. We will look more at these in our next series on disciplines and habits. But as we practice each of these disciplines, we must move from just learning about facts and stories. We must begin to observe what God's Word says. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus shows us that there is more to this relationship than just knowing the book. Verse 18 says, And Jesus came and said to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. As we make disciples, yes, every follower of Jesus needs to be making disciples. It's not just a minister thing. Everybody who claims Jesus as their king should be making disciples. As we make disciples, we help others know him and follow him. We do not just teach them to know the Bible. Making disciples moves beyond knowing God's word. Even though knowing God's word is important, it involves observing his teachings. So what does observe mean? Observe means Persist in obedience, pay attention to, live it out. Don't just hear it, don't just know it. Observe the teachings of the Bible. Observe the teachings of Jesus. As we observe the teachings of Jesus, that means we're going to live different. Practice the teachings of the Bible. Consuming God's Word will not just make us smarter, it will transform us, it will change us, it will cause us to live differently. So where can we start observing the teachings of the Bible? How can we start doing what Jesus commanded? A good place for us to start is Matthew 22, verses 35 through 40. A lawyer came to Jesus asking him a question to try to test Jesus. Teacher, what is the great command in the law? And Jesus said to the lawyer, You shall love the Lord your God 
with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So the first thing that we need to observe, the first thing that we need to put into practice is loving God. A wholehearted devotion to the person of God. Observe the commandment to love God by making sure there are no idols in his place. Love God with your heart. Worship him alone. Worship him with your soul. Love him with all you got, all you are, all your life. There should be nothing above him. Loving God with your mind. Study the Bible. But also just think about God's stuff. Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is honorable. Think about good God stuff. And then the second commandment, the second observation, the second way that we can do what Jesus says is just by loving others. Observe the command to love others by looking at how you can practice the one and others in the Bible. We'll dig deeper into this part of the commandment next week as we learn to know and love others. So how to observe what we read in the Bible. If you, hear, if you use the hear journal method of interacting with the Bible, after finding the highlight and explaining it in your own words, you find an application and you write out a response by asking God to help you live out that application. After you've read through the Bible and you've written out the application and you've asked God to help you, look for opportunities to observe or practice. Look for opportunities to live out what you just learned. Look for opportunities to live out that application each day. To observe Jesus' teachings, to observe the commandments of the Bible, you have to make a commitment. A commitment not just to hear God's word, but to be a doer of God's word. Look every day for opportunities to obey what God's word asks us to do. Then prepare for those opportunities by praying for God to guide you, to direct you, to give you strength. Think about how the opportunities, practice being in the middle of an opportunity, Maybe even do some role-playing in the middle of those opportunities. As you're maybe facing temptation, think of a strategy to get out of it. As you're thinking about witnessing, maybe do some role-playing and practice sharing your faith. Now let's look at some reasons that we should observe God's Word. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Paul lists some great benefits observing the teachings of the Bible. Here's what Paul says. All Scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The first thing that stands out to me is that Paul declares that all Scripture is inspired by God. Paul doesn't explain how, but he wants his readers to know that the holy texts are divinely written. Because it is divinely written, there are certain benefits to reading God's Word. Those benefits are teaching. The Bible gives us instruction on how to follow Jesus. Jesus continues to teach you and me through the Bible. As we read the Bible, Jesus is talking to us. Jesus is teaching us how we can follow him. The second way is reproof. It's not a word we use all the time, but reproof just means let us know when we get off track. As we study the Bible, we will see where we aren't following, where we aren't following Jesus. We will see areas that we're not submitting to him or that we're not surrendering to him in the Holy Spirit. As we read the Bible, we're also going to get correction. Correction helps us improve and get back on track to following Jesus. 
as we read the Bible, it's going to help make adjustments in our life, not just in how we think and speak and act, but it's going to help us to make adjustments in how we live. The Bible also trains us in righteousness. As we read God's word, it's going to push us to grow in our Christ likeness. It's going to change. We're going to start to live like Jesus as we read and understand and apply the Bible. The next thing that we hear from this, from 2 Timothy, is that as we interact with the Bible, it completes us. The Greek here has to do with a setup. It has this idea that it sets us up to be capable to perform a task or purpose. We're able to meet the demands of the assignment. As you read the Bible and observe it, you will be ready to do it. And that goes into the last one, equipped to good work. Interacting with the Bible and letting it transform us gets us ready for the kingdom. As we interact with the Bible, we'll be equipped to tell others about how awesome Jesus is and help them follow him. There's some reasons we don't observe the Bible. First, when it comes to spiritual things, we're lazy. To observe the teachings of Jesus in the Bible, we got to put forth some effort. Following Jesus is more than just getting up on Sunday morning and going to church at 930. We've got to put in some effort. The second reason that we don't observe the Bible is sometimes it takes time. In our culture, we want things instantly. We want our we want Amazon Prime. We want our movies on demand. We watch our shows when we want to watch them. Um, everything spiritually is not always instant. The next reason that we don't observe the Bible is we don't trust it. Sometimes we think it's old and dated. It truly can't give us great advice now, we think. This is 2020. What does the Bible know about our everyday? Then the next reason we don't observe God's word. We're afraid we're going to miss out on something. We're afraid that God's rules and God's boundaries are... um, going to deprive us of some experience so we don't do what it says we don't observe what it says and then the last one is sometimes we don't observe god's word is because we don't know how in our next series we're going to go over some spiritual disciplines and that'll help us move from reading it and um, knowing it and studying it and memorizing it and just other disciplines that we'll put into practice it'll show us how we can how that should transform and change our lives. We'll get to know how to to transform and do life differently because of our interaction with the God's Word. To wrap up our time together today, I want you to think about how much do you value God's Word? I believe we don't value God's Word enough. As we start to think about God's Word, we have to have a deeper appreciation of God's Word and help us observe the teachings of the Bible. In Psalm 119, David uses words like delight, beholding wonderful things. David longed for God's word. David clinged to God's word. David loved God's word. To help us observe God's word, let's ask God to help us value his word the way that David did. This time, this week, take some time to read slowly through Psalm 119. Look for the benefits of God's word. Look for words that describe how David values God's, valued God's word. After you read God's word, the choice is up to you. Are you going to value God's word so much that it leads to life change that you begin to observe the teachings in the Bible? The choice is up to you.
Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you have not subscri- subscribed to the podcast, if you have not subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or our YouTube channel, go ahead and do that today. Please help us get the word out about the podcast by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.